Hey guys, welcome to Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things, a podcast about how to get through life and find God in every season. I'm so glad you stopped by. Today I'm going to be talking about God's promises to us. So has God ever promised you something that was something big that you had prayed for and you just felt his um, Holy Spirit kind of speak to your spirit, something happened and you just felt very strongly that the Lord had either called you to something or um, intended to give you a, a, a gift of some sort like a child or a spouse um, and then you trust God for that, and life happens. And throughout life, you are experiencing the not seeing it happen type of thing where you're going through life and it's normal and you've got your eyes open and you know what God promised you. And at the beginning, you're super hyped up about it and excited and thinking it's just right around the next corner. And the longer you go on, you can, you know, your hope kind of dies down about it. And it's not really something that you are trying so hard for anymore. And then you kind of get a little bit cynical until you pretty much give up on it. Because from where you stand, God made you a promise, but he hasn't fulfilled it. And in fact, on top of not fulfilling it, you can't look back and see any evidence that he was really even in the situation. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Because boy, I know I have. One thing that comes to my mind is being a speaker. I wanted to be a speaker for so long, for so long, like from as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a speaker. And there were years and years and years, literally, in between the time where the Lord gave me that promise that this is what I've called you to do and um, assuring me that, you know, that I was right, that I was, you know, his calling on my life was to be in speaking ministry and that he had um, assured me that he would use me in that capacity. And so when time went on and on and on, and I never saw one door open or one opportunity become available. Um, and in fact, I saw the exact opposite. I was pushed out of different things. I was not allowed to participate in certain things. I was never noticed, never called on, never asked to help. Uh, whenever I did ask if I could be a part of things, they didn't need anybody else or whatever the story was, the kind way of, we don't want you. So it got really, really depressing. And that's just how we feel, right? After something so monumentally big with the Lord happens, and then it doesn't go like we think it should go, or in the time frame that we think it should happen, we get just depressed, disillusioned, frustrated, disappointed. And so what do we do with that? Well, oftentimes people just give up. 
I'm not saying they give up on God and they don't go to church anymore. No, they, they do those things. But what they give up on is pursuing the promise with the same level of faith and hope and excitement and um, passion because it didn't look like it was doing anything. And then in the process of not following after what God has given you as a promise, you're just kind of going back to the mundane, boring life of Christianity. See, the thing is, God promises something and we believe he's good for it. We believe he's good for it in his word. We believe he's good for it in his character. We believe he's good for it in his ability to provide it in his resources. But then we also have this subconscious expectation that he gives us a promise, but somehow immediately in our mind, we know what that promise is and what that promise is going to look like and how it's going to play out. And when it's going to be delivered on our doorstep. And that's not how God works. You have to remember, like when we talked about before, that God gives you things. He gives them to you and they further his cause. It's not just his goal is to give you the end result, this promise, whatever it may be, a spouse, a child, um, a job, needed finances, health. His goal is not simply to give you those things and have the process of deepening relationship with him just be done. Because where else can God get us besides bringing us to a place where we are forced to come to the end of ourselves? Because God is the one that promised it. God is the one that will do it. And when you give up praying about the promise that he's put on your heart because it didn't happen fast enough, then we can't really be mad at God when things don't ever really move forward anymore. Part of being a Christian is accepting that you do not walk by sight. And that you do not walk by things that make sense to you. That you follow a God that when he makes a promise, he's not only going to give you that promise, but he intends to do a tremendous work in your heart, in your life, and give you blessing upon blessing and truth upon truth through the process of getting you to the promise that he is going to give you. So you cannot give up when things don't immediately work out because that's not what we do. We don't live our lives by going, oh, well, this hasn't happened or that hasn't happened. So I'll just, you know, go back to my ho-hum Bible study and do the, you know, this, that, and the other thing. No, stay on fire about the promise that God has given you because it isn't over until he says it's over. And our God, the God we serve wants you to take seriously the promises he's given you. You have the scripture promises in God's holy word. 
But you also have personal promises that the Lord has made over your life. You have a calling that is special to your life. But those things don't just happen all at once. They happen over time, sometimes over spans of years upon years upon years. And you will get there because God has promised it. But you must fight as fiercely and be as excited and passionate about the seeing it through as you were when you first got the promise, because that promise hasn't changed. The promise is not less promiseful. I know I made that up, but work with me. It's not less promiseful because it isn't answered immediately or because it takes a while. We have got to stop giving up on the good and the miraculous and the big things that we are hoping and asking God for. Because when we give up, we miss out. I don't want to get anybody down, but I wonder what situations, if you had to evaluate your life, could you look back and say, there's a time where I gave up. There's a time where I didn't see it through. I didn't pray it through. I didn't continue to seek the Lord on it. I didn't keep turning back and turning back and asking and clinging and holding on. What could you have missed by not doing that? Because when we don't pursue God first and foremost and all the time, then we miss out on all these other things. God has tremendous promises for you, and you know what they are. I don't know your story personally, but I know enough about God to be able to declare over you that there is a special purpose and plan and promise for your life. And if you seek God, you will find it. And you know what else you're going to find? Great opposition. Depression, despondency, lots of situations that will make you want to quit and not pray and get mad and throw your fists up. And you can do that. Most people do that very thing. They give God a certain allotted amount of time. And then if he didn't show up in the way they think he should, they're just done. Don't be like that. God is worthy of your trust. He is worthy to hold your heart. You can trust God with your heart. Give up this striving and this anger and this trying to figure it out. None of that's important. It's not important because you have God and God is going to help you figure it out. Your job is is to radically follow after Jesus Christ. Refuse to give in and face opposition from the evil one or from yourself or from your friends. Face that with your face held high and your heart anchored to Jesus Christ. It is okay to have to wait on promises. And if you are faithful while you wait, 
you're not even going to be able to understand and comprehend and, and, and grasp the great thing God has for you. But don't expect it if you're going to throw a pity party and walk off. That's easy to do. It's easy to get mad and take your ball and go home. We need people to be convicted about that. We need believers to stand up against that. We need Christians that love the Lord, their God, more than anything else, even more than blessings, even more than health, even more than life itself. We need people that will go, Lord, I take you at your word, and when I come upon the struggle where it's hard to take you at your word, I am going to stand and fight, Lord. I am not going to give in. And when I can't fight anymore, I'm going to call on you to fight for me. If God has given you a promise, that is your promise. And it will remain your promise, meaning it will happen for you at God's appointed time unless you walk off. God keeps his word, friends. God keeps his word. I feel that there's a promise over my life for another child. I've already lost three. Three babies that God could have saved. Three babies that the Lord moved heaven and earth to provide finances for, to provide a way for, to provide uh, a healthy body of mind for um, almost, you know, seven months. So... He did all of that, and then he allowed them to die one by one. All three of those precious babes are now in heaven. But the point of that is, is why, why would God have done that if he promised you? That doesn't matter why God does what God does, because God is God, and I am not. Radical faith says that... Even so, Lord Jesus, I trust you. You have never gone back on your word, and you never promised me how I would get that next baby. You just told me that I would. I don't even know if it will be a child I carry. I pray so, but it may be through adoption. It may be through mentorship. It, I don't know. But the point is, is this is a promise that I have clung to and I have fought with everything in my being for the two years that we lost child after child and my heart was so ravaged and, and shattered. I know what it's like to have these questions about God, the whys, the desperation to understand. But the point is, and this is why it's important is because the point is the truth. All of these other things, they're feelings, they're emotions, they're even situations, but they are not truth. The truth is that God is over even this terrible season of loss that I faced. And even through that, his promise stands he will be faithful to me if I remain faithful. 
And I'm not saying that if I do something, God will do something, but it is a believer's responsibility to be faithful and obedient to the word of God. And so this season of great loss does not mean that my prayer is over. My dream is dead and I should just give up on it and move on to something else. It means that it is obviously a battle in the heavenlies that I must continue to fight through the power of the Holy Spirit. I must keep myself in the word to remain strong and I must surround myself with um, friends that will encourage me and hold me accountable. And I must go to God every time I feel weak and like I, I can't fight anymore. We miss out when we give up. We settle for a life of shallow religion and bitterness towards God when we give up because life happens in between God giving us a promise and God fulfilling the promise. We must remove the mindset that if he gives a promise, it's immediate. What is immediate is our assurance that we have that God is faithful. And if he said it, he will do it. And there is not a power in hell or a person on earth that can stand against the promise that God made for you. Really, ironically, you are the only thing that can stand between that promise. Stubbornness, anger, disobedience, rebellion, those things can stand in the middle of it. But if you are to to confess those just honestly before the Lord. He's not mad. He understands. Girls, this is hard. It is hard to have a promise, something you want so badly, and to be waiting and wondering, and it seems like nothing's happening. But I know that God is always working And we don't even know the things he's changing in the world around us. And sometimes it benefits us to have a lesson or two or ten or a hundred to put God back where God needs to be in our life, where you have to see that he's in charge, he has the power, that he is the provider, that he loves you. And sometimes we don't see that when we get what we want. We need to have radical faith. And to get radical faith, we have to walk through testing and trialy times. I think I made trialy up too. It isn't easy, but it is so freeing and liberating once you get there. Because it's just like... I really don't have to worry. God really does keep his word. He said he would provide. I don't have to worry about a thing. So I want to encourage you tonight. Whatever promise you are being tempted to say, oh, this must not be from God. This must not be what he wants. I can't do this. This is not what I signed up for. I'm too overwhelmed. Whatever it is. I want you to lay it down at the feet of Jesus. And I want you to confess your unbelief. And I want you to confess your controlling attitude over this promise he's given you.
And I want you to confess that the promise has taken a place that isn't its to take. The promise is not God. God is God. We are not following the promise. And once you have confessed whatever sins you need to confess and spent time with the Lord, ask Him to fill you. Ask Him to encourage you in a supernatural way because we serve a supernatural God. In our human ways of controlling and manipulating and planning and grabbing and making and stuffing and shoving doesn't work in the spiritual. We need spiritual fulfillment. We need the truth of God. We need the power of God. We need the peace of God. And we get those things when we ask for them in a humble way from God himself. He is waiting to lavish his love on you. He will keep his word. Whoever needs to hear this, the promise that God made you is secure. You are secure. God loves you and he is working everything out on your behalf. In every different arena, even arenas that you are completely unaware of, child, lift your head. You are loved, and the promise is in the process of being worked out. Keep fighting for what God has given you on every spiritual level. There will never be another thing worth fighting for. This life, the only good thing, truly good thing, is being able to be in relationship with God. Don't give up. Keep the promises secure. Thanks, guys. I'm so glad you joined us. Remember, I do a uh, blog on Monday at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. And I do an Instagram art post on Wednesdays at weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. And on Fridays, we drop a new podcast. Also, you can go to store.weedseedsandbeautifulthings to purchase my art. Love you guys. I pray for you. I pray that the Lord will direct the right people to this podcast and the blog and such every day. Uh, I value your time and I so greatly appreciate you stopping by. See you next Friday.